Thank you for listening to the Forefront Church Podcast. We are a gospel-driven church in the Southwest Denver area. If you find yourself in the Southwest Denver area, come say hello. You can find more at ForefrontChurch.tv. Our focus is to help people find their way back to God. We do this through loving God, loving others, so that together we can change the world through Christ. The show is hosted by Pastor Drew Tarwater, and I am Rob Lazzi. Thank you for joining. Rob, what's up, buddy? Drew. How's your week going? It is going i oh, man. have you been reading the bible recently i've been doing my best is it isn't it hard even when i've been trying to read through matthew yeah fantastic book matthew's probably my favorite book i've been just i want to read through the whole gospels yeah. and i like we're halfway through the month depending when you listen to this but it's like and my goal is at the end of the month i'm going to try to read a few chapters every day yep we're towards the second half of the month and I'm on chapter seven. Hey, man. All you got to do is add one or two, right? Man. Instead of doing three, do four or five. You'll get there, buddy. I keep, I keep working at it. Keep working <laughs> at it. I love Matthew. Matthew is such a fun book. It, I, just, I just think it's important to be reading the Bible. There's a lot of great resources. Hopefully, we're a resource for you if you're listening. There's other great podcasts, books, whatever you may you know dig into. But there's just something I'll get into the root source. That's right, man. It's exactly right. You know, and that's our goal here on this podcast is to meet people where they are. Yeah. Right? And to help people along in their walk with faith. Yeah. And so I think it's fun as we as we kind of do that, as we dive in and say, you know, how can we be a resource? How can we um, help guide people and point people to Jesus? I think it's going to be kind of fun to take on some of these really challenging topics. Like yeah. the one we've got for today. Yeah. Like, like we're talking about evangelism. Today and why is it important? Why, yeah. is it, why is it important to tell people about Christ? First off, he's our savior. It's that's pretty, right. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? Start off with that, yeah. Why, why tell people about Jesus? Because he came and gave his life for us. Right. Right? You know, and he actually, you, you might have heard of this thing. It's called the Great Commission. He commanded us to go tell other people That's right. about him. That's now, right, man. your background on this is you were, before you came to Forefront Church here, you were out, everyone's got a weird title for stuff, out, outreach director yeah. something or another. Yeah, so... Um, for, for a number of years, I served as the outreach director okay. of Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Kansas City. What do you do as an outreach director of an Antioch yeah, church? Yeah, so uh, outreach director, we do outreach, man. We, okay. just, we just reach out. Okay. That's, that's what we do. Okay. Now, it was fun, man. So uh, as outreach director, I managed um, the outreach teams for the church. And so when we would have outreach events. What would um, you define as an outreach event? Like, yeah. For someone who's not, listed, not in church culture. Yeah, so think about what, what outreach would be. So outreach would be anything where the church is stepping out of the church to engage the community. Okay. Right. So if I'm going to go out and I'm going to, uh, whether I'm going to invite you to church or I'm going to host a dinner at the church where I'm going to invite you in, or I'm going to have an event where I'm going to invite kids from the neighborhood in to come jump on bounce houses and run through sprinklers and, or, or eat hot dogs. Anytime I'm reaching out to somebody to, 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 you know, either invite them to church or point them to Jesus, I would call that an outreach event. Okay. Yep. Would a lot of this and also like working with other people, getting them more comfortable talking to the other people about their faith in Christ. It would be. Yeah, absolutely. So we do, you know, we spend a lot of time just talking about what it looks like to, to be a follower of Jesus and how to even talk about our faith. What what hurdles did you find a lot when people were, yeah, has it, like what were their objections of going, well, I don't want to tell my neighbor because of why? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think no matter what church you're in, no matter what community you live in, there's a, a hesitancy that we all feel about talking about our faith. Yeah. I mean, for one, it's intimidating, right? Sure. I mean, talking to somebody, you know, even if you know them really well, but engaging people in a faith discussion. I mean, what are the two things people tell you never to talk about? Uh, religion and politics. Religion that's why I'm a hit at parties. That, that's right. <laughs> that's right, man. So, yeah, they say never talk about politics and religion, right? Well, you know, as, as Christians, Jesus calls us to talk about our faith. 
to talk about our religion. So, like you said, we may not be the most popular people at parties. You're, you're, you're the resource on this, but on where it's probably located in the address in the Bible. Um, to have an answer for your faith and yeah. do it in grace and love. Yeah, always be prepared to have an answer for the hope that lies within you. And what, but to do it with grace. Like grace and love. I forget the exact. That's right. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget the last part of that where they're like, Too many. Hey, Drew, I'm going to throw a Bible at you, and that's what happened to your nose. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Paul says in the book of Colossians that we are you know, to um, do everything seasoned with salt. Right to to be uh, to be respectful and to be loving and to be graceful when we do things, and unfortunately, I think a lot of Christians have made a bad name for the church and for other Christians because they've pounded people in the head with the yeah. Bible rather than engaging in conversation. Yeah, well, the the people that have been I've been around where he, it's evangelism, and sometimes like if you think of evangelism, even in, in the non-Christian terms, like someone's trying to like a belief, like say a health, like a healthy lifestyle of eating yeah. and, and working out. Yeah. And if you've ever been around those people, it's, they don't have to say anything. They just, they're talking about like, Hey, yeah, this is what I'm eating. This is what I'm working out. Mm. This, and, yep. and you're there thinking there's something like, there's something different about the way they live their life. They're disciplined about it. Yeah. They do it. And they're not like slamming over your head. Like, Hey, you better go to CrossFit with me. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you, you know, you better go get some spinach with they me. They found something that works and that they're seeing results with. And you feel and it's does changing that, their life. And when I, at least maybe it's maybe it's just me, but when you're when I'm around, I'm going, man, I just feel like I'm doing. So, I, I want to be more like that. Yeah, there's a draw, right? Yeah. There's something that that they're doing that draws you to them. Correct. You're thinking, man, what is different? Something's different about that person. Yeah, and, the, and then when it, someone's living, the, you know, a Christian lifestyle, and they don't even have to say they're living it. Like I think sometimes it's more powerful when you're going. If you ever met someone, whether it's even at the grocery store, and you just know something's different, how they interact. They stand out to you. Again, it's that idea like, man, there's something special about that person. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it. But if you get to know them and you dive in, then you'll see it's their faith. Yeah. It's their faith that that guides them. And we're not saying that you can't, you're not, could be just a genuinely good person without Christ. I think people try to be good people without Christ. A lot of people do a lot of great things that don't know, don't know Jesus. I think those are the toughest people sometimes to talk to. It's like the person that was a drug, druggie, you know, Mm -hmm. thief, you know, for them, like my conversion story, it changed my life. That's right. Yeah. Or he's like, that's great. We want to praise those, you know, glad to kingdom build. Then there's that guy that, Living a pretty good life. Yeah. You know, seems to be checking all the boxes off. It's like, seems to be a pretty nice guy. Right. Yeah. You're right. That, that, that is, those are difficult people to engage. And I think when we say the word evangelism, people just tend to freeze up. Because when you think of it, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think evangelism? Oh, door to door and tracks. Door to door, knocking on somebody's door. Hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. Like, I don't know if you ever had a, a sales job or you're going door I to did. door. I did. Okay, so I got to tell you this. So I was selling security systems. Nice. Door to door. I think it was North Carolina. And it was some, it was a rundown house a little bit. You knock on the door. And I've got, you get to the point where you just don't even, you're so callous if people say <laughs> no, you don't even care anymore. You've heard no so many times. Yeah. You're like, this is, what, what's one more no going to do to me today? Nothing. Knocked on the door. This guy, this rough looking guy comes out. I'm like, hey, can I interest you in the security system? Go through the spiel. And he's like, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing. But he's like, I got a good Second Amendment security system. Oh, nice. I was like, I can ap- gauge. I was like, I can appreciate <laughs> that. But with my system, when it's dark out, you'll know where to point. That's right. That's good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good tagline right there, man. <laughs> he, he laughed. He had a good, like, he still didn't buy. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah. In high school, I saw uh, vacuum cleaners for a summer. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't quite door to door. In Missouri? It, yeah. In, in the humidity? Yeah. In the humidity. Did you have to carry one around? 
Yeah, I kept one in my car. Oh. So we would bring it in and I, you know, I'd suck up like two gallons of sand in a bowling ball. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I sold two, you know, oh. all summer long. So, yeah, not, not really great results. No. But, you know, when we say evangelism, we think door-to-door life insurance salesman, right? I'm selling right. fire insurance door-to-door. Right. You know, and, and, um, and I think that anytime you're talking about any kind of cold call, any kind of door-to-door knocking, it's scary because you don't know the person. Yeah. Yeah, it, it scares you. What's what's your thought on like when they talk about like, you know, telling your faith like that cold call versus building the relationship. There's yeah. a tension between the two. Like it, it's not really a right answer. Yeah. It? You know, I think there's place there's a place for both, right? There's definitely a place for engaging somebody you don't know when there's an opportunity to talk about what God's doing in your life. Yeah. But I, I do think, you know, if we all look at around at our lives that God has placed us in our neighborhoods, in our families in our workplaces, our kids are on, you know, soccer teams. God has uniquely put us in a place where we can build relationships, make friends, yep. and then it share about our faith. And it, it is not a cold call knock on a door necessarily. Yeah. It's a, hey, man, Rob, getting to know you pretty well. Hey, man, let me, can, can I tell you a little bit about how God's at work in my life? When the opportunity presents itself. Absolutely. So this is in one of those thoughts and like, because you're the pastor of the church, and all there's all these programs that go on in church. This is one of my pet peeves about church, is that there's we got so a many program for everything. Don't you got we? a program for everything, but it also it keeps everybody in the church. It's like instead of going, hey, I'm just going to go live life. I'm going to go to the gym, Drew. If you want to go to the gym with me, we're going to go to the gym. Yep. And maybe we'll go a few times. We we'll go to the gym. We're going to purposely work out. We're going to eliminate this device mm-hmm. to sort of make us more vulnerable at the gym, which is they're called headphones. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> the headphone is the is taking the, the AirPods out. Man. Take the AirPods out because we have the AirPods and it's basically that. Hey, don't talk to me. Yeah. Because yep. if you actually listen at a gym or just like there's an amazing conversations that Ma- go on. Amazing. It. Yeah. Gym's a great place actually to, to talk about how God's at work in your life. And but you know, I think you know, God has created us for community yeah. and for relationships. And so naturally, you know, you and I get together, we talk about sports, we talk about what the weather, we talk about, you know, what we're gonna do this weekend. Yeah. You know, so God has given us this amazing tool called conversation yeah. and language. You know, and He's put us in in where we live and and in, in, in the context of of life uh, to point people to Him. We just have to be faithful to wait for those opportunities that present themselves. Yeah. You know, to, to share the truth. I think people are really hesitant because they feel like they're going to be forcing, you know, their views on somebody and they're afraid of what that person's going to say back. It's interesting with that, like, like it's an American culture with that too, where it's like if you actually talk to someone from an international culture and you want to talk about faith, they are usually way more than open to talk yeah, about it. Absolutely. It's the it's an American culture where it's like, oh, don't talk keep your faith to yourself. I'll keep my faith to myself. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you go sit down at a cafe in Europe and you're probably going to sit at a table with three or four other couples that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. And you're going to be rubbing elbows with them. But in America, we have this concept of space. I want my house in my yard and I don't want anybody to step on my piece of property. Get off my grass. Yeah, exactly. So this idea of maybe me going to somebody, you know, somebody's front door and inviting them to church is scary because in our minds we have this, I need my space and, and who am I to walk in and intrude on somebody else's? So if there's someone out there right now that's listening to this and they go, Drew, okay, I want to be, what's the next, what's the next step? If I want to take one more step to get closer to feeling more comfortable sharing my faith, telling people about Christ, what would you, what would you encourage them to do? Yeah, it's a great question, Rob. I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges we have when it comes to sharing our faith is faith is just first the concept that we've been called to share our faith, right? Yeah. So, so 
Jesus has commanded us. Yep. You know, he he tells us in, in Matthew 28 to go and, and tell others about him, right? Yep. Tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. Like that's the great commission. So he's given us this incre- this amazing mission he's called us on. Right? Yeah. This job description, right? right? Go and tell people about him. But, but I love, so one of my favorite, we were talking about the book of Matthew earlier. Right. One of my favorite uh, sections of the scripture is the, um, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus That's gives. That's what I'm working through right five. now. Yeah. So Matthew chapter 5 through 7, right? So Matthew chapter 5, he gives the, the classic famous verse, you're the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world, right? So Jesus has called us to be a light in the world. And what, what does the light do, Rob? You know what a light does? It shines light. It shines light. That way I use the definition in the word. It's not good. It makes the room brighter. It makes the room brighter. Exactly. And we do that through the way we treat each other, do that through the things we say, through the way we live, and we shine the light of Jesus by pointing others to him, right? And so it's a message that people need to hear. It's something that God has called us to do. But I think one of the reasons we're so hesitant to do it Mm -hmm. is we're afraid of what's going to happen when we speak out. Oh, absolutely. It's it's the epitome of a sales call. How many people how many people in the world like sales? Yeah. Not many. You know, what makes a really good salesperson? They don't mind hearing no. Right. Right. But I think for most people, is the intimidation that somebody's going to say, no, I don't want to hear. Well, it's funny. Like, um, you have younger kids. They're not on social media yet. Not yet. Thankfully. Thankfully. I coach basketball. That's one of my backgrounds. I love to coach basketball on these kids in um, high school. Like, I coach high school basketball. I've coached junior high and youth. But it's funny where it's like, I know it's on the on the talking to other people, like in the sense of asking a girl out, yeah. they won't ask a girl out unless they are about 99% sure they're going to say yes. Yeah. Cause the idea of rejection in today's culture with social media, they don't want it out there that they got rejected. Them. Yeah. They, it has to be in a hundred percent. Yes. Before they, it does. but like, I don't know about you, but I got told no a lot. Got told no a lot more, much more. <laughs> Thankfully one said yes. I know. I just got one to say yes. <laughs> one that says yes. Yes. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah, no, we're, we're so, you're right. We're so hesitant because we're intimidated that others are going to reject us. But I think also there's that fear of, you know, man, I don't really want to appear weird or, or different in the eyes of others. I, I, I like blending in. I like doing the same thing that other people do. Yeah, and then you, have you ever heard their phrase, and if you ever bring up your faith or talk to people, and the other Christians do this to you, to, at least I've had it. It's like, if they were a real Christian, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you're just afraid. Like, then you're just like, wait, how, what? Yeah, and, absolutely. And like, you don't have no idea what this, you know, they're completely out of context mm-hmm. of saying that, but exactly. they, but they'll still throw that back at you. Like, yeah. oh, if you were a real Christian, you wouldn't, you would have given me yeah. credit for that sale. Well, what, or this, whatever. You're like, wait, I'm confused here. Yeah. How this, exactly. No, you're exactly right. And, and I think, you know, along the same lines, one, one of the big problems, one of the big, I think, fear points that people have when it comes to talking about evangelism or sharing their faith is, you know, they think about, well, you know, man, I live in a world with all these different worldviews, yeah. people with different religions and people that don't even believe in God and all these things. And, you know, who am I to tell them what to believe? Right? Yeah. So they say, well, you know, they, they almost, we almost talk ourselves out of it. Like, hey, I want to talk about my faith or invite this person to church, but man, I don't want to appear to be that guy. Right. You know, that's that narrow minded guy that's going to tell them that they're going to they're going to spend ru- eternity in hell if they don't come to my church. Uh, they're know? afraid of ruining a relationship, exactly. too, because you might have built up a great relationship yeah. with your neighbor. Like, well, if I push this God thing too hard, they may think yeah. I'm a little a little crazy over exactly. here on the side of the fence. And that's why I think it, it, you have to come down to the point where evangelism is a is, is sure we do. We do share our faith with 
Um, and be re- be prepared to, to give a defense, right? To share right. faith with anybody. But I think in the context of relationships that we're building, yeah. if we do it with love and with grace, at the right opportunity, the door is open and people will have those conversations with us. Yeah, We just have to become wise to know when to speak. Yeah, I think one of those things with knowing when is then also be praying for those people. That's and praying. Right, we were We were at an event a little while ago at uh, Colorado Christian University with uh, Lee Strobel. He was actually there. It was yeah. fun to hear him talk. It was. It was and awesome. What was that line he said about prayer? Yeah, he said, if Jesus came back today, tonight, and said, I'm going to grant the, the, your prayer request for everything you prayed for last week, how many people would be saved because of it? Uh, how does that change our thoughts on prayer? We're like, uh, it's Because prayer is... You hear that talk of going, it's just going to change your mindset on things. Even if you're yeah. pr- praying for a miracle, praying for whatever, it's going to change your mind and your perspective where really what God says in the Bible is like, be bold. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's the perfect transition to talk about why we should share our faith, right? So really, yeah. I kind of got a quick, couple quick points. You know, why should we share our faith? First, we share our faith because it helps us keep the main thing the main thing. Correct. And that's exactly what Lee was, Strobel was talking about. Yeah. You know, are we thinking about friends or family members or coworkers that don't know Jesus? Yeah. Are we praying that they, that they will get saved, that they'll come to put their faith in Jesus? You know, because a lot of times we think about prayer, well, I'm thinking about, hey, well, God, I need this or I need that or help me get over this sickness or help me get this promotion. Yeah. But how, much time, how many times are we thinking about that family member that we love or that friend that we just love, but they don't know Jesus? And so it helps us keep the main thing the main thing. It helps us keep the gospel central in our yeah. lives. Yeah, no. So how many times have you had that conversation? Oh, that person will never come to know Christ. Exactly. But yeah. if you're not praying for them, if you're not looking at least for opportunities to have that conversation, yeah, you might not like you might not be the person, or I might not be the person to lead someone to Christ, but to plant the seed to get mm-hmm. the thought going. Absolutely. There was I heard a stat. This was a long time ago. It takes about seven times to talk to someone to either get them to come to church or start really talking about yeah. Christ. It takes about seven. You know, and conversations or invites, whatever you want to call it. It takes seven times for whatever the topic is to sink in. Yeah, to get them. to hear something seven times, yep. And so, it's you know, so you might be the second, third, fourth time. Yeah. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on my beliefs on this. I'm, I guess this is the part where I'm a little bit Calvinist. Where it's, it's like, if you tell people, do what you're supposed to do, sleep well at night, and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Yeah, ultimately, I think one of the things that, that, scares us about sharing our faith is we think, well, what happens if they say no? Or what if happens I don't say the right words? I think that really hangs us up. Correct. What happens if they answer, ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? Yeah. Right. So they ask me a question about creation or what about another world religion? And I just don't know the answer. And I think what we have to realize something that will really help us is to re- recognize it's not about what you and I say. I mean, Rob, you and I could go, could go talk to a buddy, yeah. share our faith, fumble the football, say the wrong words, and God will still work in that person's life because it's, it's God that yeah. changes hearts. It's God that helps people realize they need him. Yeah. And it's God that saves. He just, the cool, and, and this is really cool if you think about it. Yeah. This is the Great Commission, right? Yeah. He decides to use us to do it, which how humbling is that? Oh. King of heaven came down and gave his life for us and then asks us to play a role in that. It's amazing. And I think it's really freeing when we recognize. Oh, absolutely. It's not, there's no pressure on me. All I have to do is be faithful and the door opens to walk through it. Absolutely. So or pray, have a good answer for yeah, your faith. Exactly, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts with prayer. 
You know, absolutely. If, if I'm going to say, if I want evangelism to be, you know, something that I'm focused on or, or you know, sharing my faith, it helps, it helps to spend time in prayer, to be thoughtful that the most important thing in my life has to be my faith. The, yeah. the thing that comes first, that's the main thing is the fact that God loved me so much. He sent his son for me. Yeah. And that's a message that the world needs to hear. Because if you think about it, Rob, there's so many distractions in this world. Plenty of them. Like, like tonight, when we finish this podcast, we could binge watch a show on Netflix, right? We could play, pull out the Xbox and, right. and play some games. We could watch a couple baseball games. I got the pass. Yeah, you got the pass. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we can do so many things to distract ourselves where the main thing in our life becomes entertainment. And I think for so many people, and I've been guilty for this so many times, like my... The thing that's captivating my mind is that show I'm engaged in, right? Man, I can't get home to watch season three of The Colony, right? Okay. Or Stranger Things season three just came out. I got to get home to watch the whole thing tonight. Wow. I've, I don't, am I old where I just don't know what shows you've been talking I think about? You are. Uh, I think you are. Yeah. Shooter season three just came out, by the way. Which one? It's really good. Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. But I have no idea what that is. It could yeah, be. I'll show you later. Okay. I'll show you later. It's good. But I think the main thing for so many of us is it being entertained. Yep being comfortable right yep. so I'm, everything i do is focused on my own comfort yep right or it is in financial security piece comes into this being successful right so Correct. Being, like my main thing is life is is making a name for myself okay all three of those things can be really good things right yeah i mean having a great income can put you in a, in a place where you can really do some great things being comfortable can put you in a place where you can really enjoy god's blessings yep. right entertainment can be is a blessing but when they become the main thing, that's when we get ourselves we get ourselves tripped up. Absolutely. So when we say I'm going to share my faith, I'm going to be somebody who's available to share my faith, like for, like Peter says, First yeah. Peter three fifteen. It helps me keep the main thing the main thing. I guess, and it, I do that by keeping my prayers focused on God. Give me opportunities to share my faith. I guess the question comes is like, what are you, what do you worship? What do you believe in? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Do you truly believe what the Bible says about Jesus? About what Jesus said about Himself? John fourteen three. Right. Yeah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, and he, he says, no one comes to the Father but through me. He doesn't say that, well, just try to do your best or whatever you believe will be fine. He says, I'm the way. Yeah. And so if we, we truly believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then we have to recognize that we've been called to this amazing mission. Absolutely. If you find yourself in the uh, Denver, Southwest Denver area and you're looking for a church home, check out ForefrontChurch.tv. We meet at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sundays at the current time and we'd love to see you there let us know you heard it through the podcast let us know you showed up we'd love to see you there love to shake your hand answer any questions you may have absolutely yeah we'd love it come check us out and uh, we'd love to see you there at forefront church on a sunday so thank you for joining us here at the forefront church podcast jesus be big in our lives in our church and in our world god bless